Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Catherine Henry, and this is the Constitution Segment Recap for Season 2, Episode 27 of Restore Freedom Weekly. Uh, this topic was a great one. We had my good friend, special guest, 2AEDU, to talk about this very timely and important topic, and we're going to just recap it for you now. You can go ahead and click the link for the full episode on page 2 of the slideshow this, um, this week. So the New Mexico governor bans carrying guns and says that the Constitution is not absolute. What does the Constitution say? What can be done about this? And who can do something about it? Don't forget to answer our true or false questions every week that are posted on our YouTube community channel. And uh, we had the question, in fact, posted this week, and the answer will be shared later on in this video. So the New Mexico governor issued an executive order last week declaring a gun violence as the public health emergency in New Mexico. Gun violence is the public health emergency now in New Mexico. So because of this, she has suspended the right to carry firearms in public across Albuquerque and the surrounding county for at least 30 days. Violators, according to her order, face civil penalties and a fine of up to $5,000. She says, of course, the Constitution is not absolute and that you don't apply the Constitution in an emergency. And her oath is also not absolute. In fact, she said, quote, no constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. Now, what's interesting is that her oath is not a right of hers to choose to enforce or invoke at all. It's an oath, but I guess she doesn't understand a lot of things about the Constitution, does she? Now, Sheriff Allen uh, there in New Mexico said that he has reservations about this order. He said, while I understand and appreciate the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundation of our constitution, which I swore an oath to uphold. I am wary of placing my deputies in positions that could lead to civil liability conflicts, as well as the potential risks posed by prohibiting law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right to self-defense. You also have the Albuquerque Police Department Chief Harold Medina that issued a statement saying that the APD officers would not be enforcing civil violations of her executive order. Now, the New Mexico uh, governor uh, bans carrying guns and says the Constitution is not absolute. But is that a thing? No, we need to look at Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution that clearly says the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And there's no word except no, that doesn't exist anywhere in there. We also need to keep in mind that these are not God-given, excuse me, these are not government-given rights. These are rights given to us by God and simply protected by the government. So they can't just take them away whenever they feel like it. So what does the Constitution say? Let's look at the term safety. The term public safety as used in the Michigan and U.S. constitutions, and yes, I'm focusing on Michigan because I'm a Michigan licensed attorney, but that's just an example, shows even more limits on our government's authority to act. Now, I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and take a look at the Michigan Constitution, the New Mexico Constitution, where this is currently happening, uh, as well as your own state's constitution if you live in a different state completely. Now, the term safety only appears once in the U.S. Constitution, and that is found in Article 1, Section 9 of the U.S. Constitution, where it says the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall not be suspended unless, when in cases of rebellion or invasion, the public safety may require it. Again, nothing to do with what we're talking about here with gun violence. In fact, uh, this provision clearly provides no governmental authority to act, but for the rare need to suspend the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus. That's it. Now, what about a state constitution? Uh, the Michigan state constitution, again, just one I'm more familiar with, it does mention the word safety six times, but only three of those have anything to do with public safety. In fact, the other three have nothing to do with public safety whatsoever, but instead dealing with uh, the use of snowmobiles, atomic energy use, and patient safety. 
Now, of the three that do have something to do with public safety, you have that same concept of suspending the writ of habeas corpus if the public safety should require it. Uh, that's Article 1, Section 12. You have protection of air, water, and other natural resources that's covered in Article 4, Section 52 relating to the legislative authority to do something to protect our God-given uh, land and water and other natural resources and to have the government own property, real property, for the benefit of, quote, public health and safety. That is in Article 7, Section 23 of the state constitution that allows them to have municipal hospitals or buildings for sheriff's departments or police departments. Now, what about the U.S. Constitution? Well, obviously, there's something besides just Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution, and this particular point obviously rests with the Second Amendment itself, which says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, we're talking about safety is only in the U.S. Constitution once. It has nothing to do with the right to bear arms, but the word security is in there, and the word security is right in the sentence that says a right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What about that New Mexico Constitution? No law shall abridge the right of the citizen to keep and bear arms for security and defense for lawful hunting and recreational use and for other lawful purposes. Uh, and no municipality or county shall regulate in any way an incident of the right to keep and bear arms. So certainly they can't prohibit it by enforcing these unlawful, unconstitutional executive orders. But check out New Mexico Constitution, Article 2, Section 6 for that. So what kind of right is this? The right to keep and bear arms is a fundamental right of the U.S. and state constitutions to protect yourself, your family, and others. That comes from God and is protected by the U.S. Constitution. But what else does the U.S. Constitution say? It says that we have the right to life, liberty, and property that will not be taken away from us or deprived in any way without due process of law. That has certainly been denied here, although guaranteed under Article, excuse me, Amendment 5 and Amendment 14 of our U.S. Constitution, uh, the governor has no authority to issue laws in the first place, and there's been no case in court to address each and every individual's ability uh, to defend their rights before they are being stripped. So what can be done and who can do something about it? Well, impeachment, that is typically a process that is spelled out in the state constitution for exactly how a particular officer would be impeached. Now, New Mexico State Rep Stefani Lord, a Republican, said she has already asked legal counsel to start impeachment proceedings against the New Mexico governor. That is awesome. Does that mean that you have no power to do anything whatsoever? No, you absolutely do. Certainly, if you live in New Mexico, make sure that that is known at the very beginning of all communications with the New Mexico state reps and senators that you are contacting so they know you have a stake in the game or if you own property there etc uh, but even if you just live in a state like florida or california or whatever uh, you could still reach out to the state reps and senators in the state of new mexico and encourage them to participate and support the process of impeachment for violators such as this make an example out of this woman that does not know how to read let alone enforce the constitution that she took an oath to do now Criminal prosecution is also an option under state criminal laws. And who would be responsible for participating in that? Well, your state attorney general in New Mexico can take action there. Local prosecutors on their own, uh, the local ones involved in the areas where she is uh, having this order take effect, state police and sheriffs and local police as well in the areas affected by this executive order. Criminal prosecution uh, for federal laws that are broken is also something that should be looked at and uh, quite frankly followed up upon. 18 USC section 241 is one of the clearest examples of where she is conspiring to deny someone of their constitutionally protected rights. And the US Attorney General 
assistant U.S. attorneys, DOJ and FBI are all people that can step in and start the process uh, to further the pr criminal prosecution of her for these federal crimes. Now, recall is something that would be up to New Mexico voters. I know nothing about their process of recall, but it typically starts with a petition put together by New Mexico voters and signed by enough voters as spelled out in either the Constitution or in state law to get that ball rolling and get it on a ballot uh, coming soon. You can also file a lawsuit for declaratory relief. Now, this would be for New Mexico residents, New Mexico visitors, or even business owners. Uh, you would have standing as someone who is directly impacted. But you could file lawsuits for civil damages as well under federal statutes like 42 U.S.C. Section 1983, or damages, uh, lawsuits for damages and injunctive relief, such as under the New Mexico Civil Rights Act, signed by none other than this very same governor, which allow you to sue for damages and obtain injunctive relief, including getting $2 million dollars per person when your rights have been violated. So uh, what words would be important here? What definitions are really something we need to consider? Check out the definitions uh, the, of the words that were used in the Constitution at the time that these provisions, such as the Second Amendment, was enacted. I've left those definitions in the slideshow of keep bear and arms, uh, the terms as they were used back then. Where does this apply? Well, these provisions apply in all 50 states, and uh, there are also 45 states that have their own provision for the right to bear arms as well. I've included those resources in the slideshow, as well as the uh, text of the question and answer for uh, episode 26 that relates to this topic, as well as the answer and the question as they were posed this week for the true or false question that correlates with this week's topic. So make sure to check those out as well as that full episode from Tuesday, the Wednesday way to get involved challenge and the Friday freedom fighting tools. Check us out the first week of October for our next full live episode of Restore Freedom Weekly and check back next week and every week in between for the 10 to 20 minute videos on very important topics such as this one. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day.